Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, the Jason Isbell season, Something More Than Free, Part 1. You're listening to a podcast that is basically just a series of qualifiers about what this podcast used to be and is now turned into. I'm J.B. Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. That is Rob, well put, sir. <laughs> How excited are you to talk about uh, quite possibly the most underrated front half of an album in any one artist's songwriter's career? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. it it's it's kind of weird to talk about this album. I mean, just, just to like come right out of the gate with, with hot, fresh opinions. But uh, I like this album a lot. But at the same time, it sits between my two favorite Jason Isbell albums. Like, Southeastern and The Nashville Sound are two masterpieces. And this is the album that came out between those two albums. So yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's it's weird. Like, I'm I'm glad to be talking about it because I like to talk about Jason Isbell. But at the same time, I'm like, my my I'm 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 at a dip in my enthusiasm. Let's say, you know, I just think that this uh, it's so underrated simply because he has such great work. But just some of the some especially these first couple songs. And then some spots towards the end, but like, there's just some stuff in here, man. Yeah, there's some like real great job Dave Cobb moments too. Yes, sir. Well, and if, of course we're talking about Jason Isbell's uh, album "Something More Than Free," which was released as the follow-up album to Southeastern, um, and it came out in. Hold on, I've completely forgotten what year it came. 2014, out. right? 15, July 17, 2015. Yeah, produced by Dave Cobb. Yeah, it's one of those records that you put in after like having heard this artist make, you know, when an artist makes an incredible record or has like, this was Jason's first sort of on his own record sort of. And so he was trying to like come out of the gate and say something and he did. And so you put the second record on and you're like, oh man, I hope this is good. I hope this is good, but I really don't think it's going to be. Yeah. And then you put it on and this was a, you know, this was not a bad thing to hear. <laughs> yeah. And I th- I think you're when you say that it's underrated, I'm I'm going to have to agree with you on that because um in fact, I went I went looking for reviews of this album and the reviews of this album are I mean, they're not bad, but they're not like enthusiastically like um Pitchfork magazine Western stars. Yeah, it's it, yeah, Pitchfork magazine <laughs> gave it a, like a 5.8. And so oh, okay. which I think is I, I think that's too low. I I I I I'm kind of not thrilled that Pitchfork gave them that rating, but gave this album that rating because I think I think it's better than a five point eight. But oh, for sure. But like Southeastern is a ten, and I think this one's probably like a seven and a half, maybe. You know, it's got some filler on it, which is something you can't say for really anything else in the catalog. I think that's right. Uh, anything else post Southeastern, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it starts off with a lick that feels like it has always existed. But this is the first time that like someone was able to capture it from the wild and put it on wax. Yeah, it just is feels it feels like um, it feels like it's from decades earlier. You know, like it feels like it's always been there. Yeah, it does. It, it the, there there is certainly a timelessness feeling. Yeah, to this it's album. a very deja vu riff. Yeah. So, are we talking about the op- like? Are we just jumping in talking about the opening track? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Track- <laughs> we still had some basic facts, didn't we? No. I mean, I, I think. I mean, this this is not a 400 unit album per se. So it's it's a it's a follow up Jason Isbell solo album because the next two will be like the title of the album will, or the 
the attributed artists to the next two albums will be Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. And this is just Jason Isbell. So that, do we have the roster in front of you? I don't have it in front of me, but I can get it real quick. Um, I can too. Let's race. Okay. I got it. Oh man. Nice. So it's, um, I got, we got Derry DeBorja on piano and organ. We got Chad Gamble <laughs> on drums. Jimbo Hart on bass, um, Amanda Shire. So it basically is this. It is the four hundred Sadler Vaden. This is Sadler's first album w- with Jason. So it is basically the four hundred unit. It's just not credited as the four hundred unit. Right. Well, and this is yeah. This is where the modern four hundred unit was solidified. Yeah. Well, and 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 he's still recording as a solo artist, which I mean, and fans of Bruce Springsteen understand like the the difference between a solo album and a band album is negligible because it's it's still the main guy it's just a question of like how how big the the mix gets really yeah you know absolutely well and and, um i think that the way that they performed on here informs the shape things took going forward yeah and it's not nearly as rocking it's not it's not as much of a rock sounding record as the next two records will be so so it's fitting that this is uh like kind of uh just just jason isbel in name at least so yeah but it's certainly more built out than the last record was yeah i think that's right especially track two which we'll get to in a second so um all right, well then, yeah, let, let, let's get get back to where you were, which is uh, track one, side one, which is If It Takes a Lifetime. I've been working here, Monday it'll be a year, and I can't recall the day when I didn't want to disappear, but I keep on showing up, helping on growing up, if it takes a lifetime. Yeah, just like those first fifteen seconds, man. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> you know, it's great. It's got a, it's got a nice little like, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's like a, like, like a bop, like a, like yeah. a kind of, kind of rolling, like a, a folk song bop. Yeah, a Western Kentucky bop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This slaps in Harlan County. There, yeah, it does. And it, 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 it's this nice little acoustic guitar riff that he's got going on. It's it, it's very folksy. Yeah, and then like it gets doubled by violin and electric guitar and maybe some slide later, um, in the song and like speeds up. Yeah, and it's just it almost has nothing to do with the song, but it somehow drives it too. You know. Yeah. So yeah. So what does this song do for you? How do you feel about it? Man, I want to tattoo this across my forehead and read it in the mirror every morning. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to get there if it takes a lifetime. Because that's what a lifetime is, right? <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know, it's such a simple thought that is, uh, you know, that is just too, yeah. I don't know, my therapist was like, yeah, you're intellectualizing it. That's where you really get into trouble, isn't it? And I was like, I thought that was one of my strengths. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes our greatest strengths can become our greatest weaknesses. Right, right. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and this is just so simple and and uh, so perfect, you know? Yeah. Um, well, and, and it's a it's a song about personal growth, which which is a nice follow-up. Like, if, if you're following the narr- the Jason Isbell narrative capital n narrative of like how how his life is going and southeastern is all, all about recovery from addiction and substance abuse 
then um, th- then track one side one here is basically it's the ad- admission of and I still have a long way to go. I still have a lot of work to do. Just because I'm clean doesn't mean I'm who I need to be yet. And so the the song is a way of saying like I I'm I'm not I'm not done. I'm not nearly done. I'm I've grown and I'm I'm making progress, but I I've no longer crossed some sort of imaginary finish line. Yeah. It also is like it's have you ever been to an AA meeting and seen someone who's been in the program for a while go up and give like a really tight 10? I mean, I I've been to I've not in that specific scenario, but I have been to in recovery scenarios and I I've, I've seen people do their spiel. Yeah. Yeah, but have you seen someone who's been in it for a while and had a couple ups and downs, but it's kind of like the leader in the community, you know, and they can go up there and give like, I mean, I think that's a reason like so many comedians are are in AA, but like, uh, I think it's both, you know, I think it's <laughs> there's sort of a, a both sides, greatest strengths and weaknesses thing, but I love uh, that, uh, like <laughs> just that tight ten, and this feels like, I mean, you know, this is goes with the kind of the path that he was going on, yeah, but. So like at this point in his life, he had, he had given his spiel, you know, he'd probably gone through the, the rough parts and was kind of starting to maybe like he was sponsoring somebody by this point, probably, you know, and like, and it feels like he's given his speech a long time that he's got these little catchphrases and points that he gets to, you know, <laughs> because that's how you have to do, you kind of, you know, and the next song is 24 frames. It's about like, you know, look what can happen in a second. And so this song's about like. Yeah, like yeah, work sucks, but it keeps me clean, you know. Like I got a drug test every week or whatever. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's great, and it's just that sort of like uh, everyone I know who's in AA, like they'll be like, uh, you know, that ism and isms are isms for a reason, right, or whatever. It's like they always qualify with that. Like that's what this song feels like. Him putting together his little isms. And yeah, I don't know. It's sweet. I like it. I like I like the idea of this as somebody's recovery spiel like like basically just yeah. the explanation of like who i am right now in this moment and like kind of, kind of a, a a a personal declaration of like where i've been and where i where i hope to go yeah keep on showing up hell bent on growing up if it takes a yeah, lifetime if it takes a lifetime that's right and hell bent on growing up is a perfect you know where i've been where i'm going statement yeah who i was who i am who i want to be you know like hell bent on growing up <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, and melodically, it's really pleasant. I really like the song. Yeah, and the way it speeds up is just sort of, um, it's a little bit jarring because, you know, musicians are usually pretty particular about, like, not changing tempo. <laughs> and so it's a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it's a... Uh... Yeah, I, except for that moment where you're like, "Wait, is it, is this car speeding up? <laughs> are we speeding up?" Yeah. Well, and th- this is a—I think it's a really strong opening track. I—if I, if, you—I I think this is one of those things that if if you really loved Southeastern as I did, and that, which was my introduction to Jason Isbell, and you pick this up as the follow-up, and you're like, "Okay, show me what you like." Is Southeastern? It basically the the opening track of, of the follow-up album is supposed to be the answer to the question of does this artist have what it takes to keep going or was that last album an, an anomaly? And I think this song is a way of saying, Oh, he's got a lot more going on here. Like this is a, this is a strong follow up to what Southeastern was. It's consistent, yeah. but it, it, it pushes the ball down the field. I think. Yeah. I also love, like I got too far from my raisin is such a phrase. That's a great, that, that is a know, great phrase. Yeah. That you, you know, um, 
And you can apply it in so many ways. It can be said to you condescendingly by someone who thinks that your, you know, family has way more conservative values than they, you know, than they actually do. Or like if you wear all stars to a rodeo, someone might look at you and say something like that. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 a great it's a very useful phrase, and it and it communicates yeah. a lot. He, and he's he's always been great with those kinds of turns of phrase. He's just he is such an ism machine. We used to just try and build him at this uh, market when I worked at this marketing firm. We just like kept a, li- a running list of just like what's the the most like sort of condescending or or nonsensical thing that I can say in this moment that just like universally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like even the what's the working for the county's got me pissing clear. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah, that's a good. This song is filled with really good lines. Yeah. Um. Well, what's spe- the one? What's the line about the road? Um. I thought the road loved me, but she beat me like a drum. Oh yeah, I thought the highway loved me, but she beat me. The highway. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's uh. Oh, I already turned the page. I was like, where am I? I can't find it, but um. Yeah, it says, um, I got too far from my raisin, I forgot where I come from, and the line between right and wrong was so fine. Well, I thought the highway loved me, but she beat me like a drum, and my day will come yeah. if it takes a lifetime. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. It's good songwriting. This, this is a strong opener to... to, to do you, how do you feel about this as the, the thesis out song for the album? As, yeah, as, it, it's absolutely the thesis for the album. Like, is the album about the struggle to, to grow, do you think? Is that kind of where he's headed? I mean... He, he does for the next, you know, 24 frames is about like reckoning with a moment in every moment. Flagship's about like trying to grow, you know, trying, trying to, to get it right, you know, in, in your marriage. How to forgets about, you know, the guilt, you know, like, hey, I'm healthy now, but how many people did I leave in my wake? Yeah. Trying to get it right. Yeah. yeah trying to get it right is sort of the, the, the undercurrent of this, of this album. So this song is overtly stating that, yeah, that my, my, I, I'm. I will continue to try and get it right, and I won't always. I will not always succeed, but I will continue to try. The. I mean, the next one is the life you choose. <laughs> Something more than free, uh, and then Palmetto Rose. Yeah. Yeah. To the band that I loved. Yes, this record is absolutely, you know, a step. Yeah. On, on in the program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting. It. This is amends and 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 whatever the one I forget the one about intention. Yeah, this record feels like a big book chapter. I think. Well, I mean, I've like read one and a half, so I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, from what I read, it feels kind of like that. Well, then let's move on to the second track, which is twenty four frames. This is how you make yourself vanish into nothing, and this is how you make yourself worthy of the love that she gave to you back when you didn't own a beautiful thing and this is how you make yourself call your mother and this is how you make yourself closer to your brother remember him back when he was small enough to help you sing you thought god was an architect this is sort of the standout song of this album this is the one that he plays a lot live it's it's the catchiest i think of of the songs yeah i like the sort of concept like film 
film is at 24 fps right yeah commonly which is a second 24 frames when you see something moving you know it's usually like at least 24 frames a second yeah i was gonna say i don't know if if everyone just automatically would know that but yeah that 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 that's a cool metaphor that's a cool way of saying one second 24 frames yeah like something that makes something a video you know is that it's like 24 pictures yeah every second or so so anyway yeah so this song and there's 24 hours in the day too if you guys you know for those of you who are keeping score at home so it's you know it's about how like every day and every moment is um like in a moment you can wreck your life or you can build um you can sort of build behaviors right yeah that, that every every second of your life is loaded with potential but also, yeah. but but there's also like the fleeting nature of it all. Like there, there's the part in the middle where he talks about how, um, like, uh, where where it says, um, where he talks about you meet people after the show, um, you won't remember their names, and you won't remember their names in 24 frames. So yeah, like there are people in your life that that will that will pass you by in so so quickly and so briefly that you'll barely even remember them, and so. Um, if, if you remember and you'll, you'll forget them in, 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 but a second. And so 24 frames is sort of like this, um, like this, this little, um, sort of metaphor for like how we see time in general. Right. And how we see our lives. Yeah. And he's clearly with the chorus, you know, cause each, each verse is him sort of like, he's giving him instructions, you know, like memento. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up every day and like read your arms. Like, this is how, uh, like, this is how you make yourself interested in nothing. Like, remember that? Don't do that, okay? And this is how you make yourself worthy of the love that she gave you. And, and uh, but then in the chorus, you know, you thought God was an architect, but now you know it's something like a pipe bomb ready to blow. And so he's, like, looking back on his past here, I think, and, and saying, like, you know, if you think this is going to go as planned like reality is that like at any second this could all blow up yeah and the only thing you can do is try and like live another second uh frame by frame it, it or you, yeah you could be out of here again it does sort of take a more chaotic view of of the universe right because because there there is there's the view that everything is sort of on a path and and i, I realize i i use that a lot like the idea of of like a, a set path but i but i also believe that people have free will and that we we have the ability to to, to shape and to to make decisions that either make the world better or make the world not better and and that goes for our own lives as well and so like th- this idea of you thought god was an architect but it turns out and it says he's something like a pipe bomb and uh, an architect has not only does an architect have a plan but an architect has a will and mm. a, and, and um consciousness where whereas a pipe bomb is only an instrument of destruction so th- right. th- this is a pretty i mean kind of a nihilistic sort of song in, in a lot of ways because it, it sort of um it, it sort of creates the idea that um there there is no like goodness or care or like or, or care or you know any, any sort of like larger sort of story that we're a part of it, just the whole thing is chaos and i don't know that jason isbel believes that i don't think you can go through recovery and just believe in like utter chaos as like a guiding force for the universe. But at the same time, I think it's interesting that he sort of uses it as a way of talking about how we view our choices, you know, and the the idea of chaos would be a greater power. (laughs) 
Yeah. Universal chaos. Well, and, it, it fits the framework. And may, maybe maybe the thing is he's getting at, like, there is this tension. There's there's a tension between the architect and the pipe bomb. And, the, and yeah. that they're... Well, the, like, a blueprint and a pipe bomb, they're both, like, they're both inert potential, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. This could go either way. Yeah, it, it, you, it's an interesting... You thought idea. it was going to be a growth potential, but it very well could not be well and then then there's also the the next the in the last or the last course where it says you thought god was an architect now you know he's sitting in a black car ready to go so like um the idea so it it moves away from the pipe bomb metaphor to he's he's like your getaway driver yeah you know and so um which I, I, yeah it's interesting it's it's this interesting way of saying like every every second is loaded with potential for chaos and destruction but it's also like this is how you help her when the muse goes missing and this is how you call your mother and like there there are these opportunities to do good in those in those 24 frames yeah you know this is a perfect song it's a great song and i, I love I think the first two songs on this record are not only five stars but like perfect songs i i totally agree and like, I, th- I think is bull defining album. songs say what Isbel defining i've never seen like a top 15 like playlist that don't have both of these songs on it yeah, this is a strong. I, I mean, th- th- it's it's a one-two punch. It's a very strong way to open a whole album. Do you think that Flagship's like a also an incredible song? Are we ready to talk about Flagship? I'm always ready to talk about Flagship. All right, let's let's go on to track three, which is Flagship. There's a few too many years on this hotel. She used to be a beauty, you can tell. And the lights down in the lobby, they don't shine. Just flicker while the elevator winds And the couple in the corner of the bar Have traveled light and clearly traveled far She's got nothing left I think that Flagship makes uh, <laughs> makes John Mayer's um, My Stupid Mouth seem vague <laughs> and <laughs> nondescript <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's just a song that I think about always as, like, being so vivid, you know? Like, what's the lyric? Um, I, he says something stupid, and then he plays a quick game of chess with a salt and pepper shaker. Yeah. Uh, she bit her lip, rolled up a napkin. You know, like, <laughs> this song makes that seem vague. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, do, do you feel like, is it, or, like, to compare it to, like, Bruce Springsteen's Dollhouse, do you feel like, is this is this metaphor overdone? Um... I don't think it's overdone. It's just the chorus. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think the verse, I don't think in the verse, he's like talking about the Nina and the Pinta and the Santa Maria. (laughs) You know, like, and how they're actually in fact the Santa Maria. And I I think that, I think it's just the, you know, past the, the, the chorus. So, so I just love the hotel lobby that they're in. Yeah, is I'm there, man. Do you respond to this song musically? It's so small, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's a lean in coming out of twenty four frames. The song kind of leaves a very a very small impression on me. I think it I think it makes me just like lean in, like oh, where are we going now? Yeah. I guess that that's one way of looking at it. Like between it takes if it takes a lifetime, then twenty four frames, then this, it really de- like if you look at those three things as a as a a piece, then it really does sort of leave you with like oh this album can go anywhere. Like he's done 
he's done these very three distinctive things and he's done them all pretty well. And so now, now he kind of leaves himself open to like, he can do anything he wants to with this album and he set a precedent for it. Yeah. But I think of, of the three songs that we've talked about so far, I think flagship is my least favorite. I just think when Amanda comes in right there, like the chorus, it's just, it's so perfect. Yeah. They're, they're just like, they're both singing so quietly in such a big room. And it's so, I don't know, it's just so intimate. Um, and I don't know, it almost sounds like they're in a hotel lobby. Like a dead hotel lobby. Which is a cool image. Yeah. There's a few too many years in this hotel. She used to be a beauty, you can tell. The lights don't shine, they just flicker while the elevator launch. It, like, it's just so good it's evocative for sure it, and it is and i mean it looks jason isabel he's he's gonna paint a picture that everybody can close their eyes and imagine you know yeah you said dollhouse this is this is drive all night yeah i think i think you're right i the, the <laughs> dollhouse comparison was not fair so there's uh, a painting apologies. on the wall beside the bed of the watercolor sky at hilton head Jason can rhyme so specifically. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not that he knows so many words that kind of mean all the same, which is sort of what the rhyming is all about. Yeah. It's like he has such a specific accent and access to such specific, like, southern references that. Um, have you ever listened to Jesus and Miro, like the Bodega Boys? <laughs> No. They're like the Bronx version of this. They can just they can reference anything, just at any speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what just Jason Isbell lyrics are. It's like he he takes you to the exact spot that they are in the paint in the room, looking at the specific painting. When he when his heart breaks and he realizes, like, if I would take you to the beach every day, like, why don't I? You know, like, <laughs> let's get in the car and go. I love you. I don't want to turn out that way. Yeah. Um, which is like such a, the amount of times we as humans have to have these realizations is like so shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like how many times have you like played with your kid in the floor and then like, been like, man, I'm such an asshole. I should just do this every day. <laughs> I'm busy. I gotta, I've gotta shook a thing off a list. I don't know. I have so. almost the opposite thing. And this, this is probably not good. This does not reflect well on me, but after I spend like 20 minutes playing with like, especially with my five year old, I like pat myself on the back and I think like I'm the dad of the year. Cause I just did that. <laughs> oh man. And I know I'm not, I realize like I just did like the, the very least I could possibly do. But there, there is this part of me that's like, I am so bored doing this and I'm going to do yeah. it. Oh, that's the thing is like, it's so boring and it's so boring that in fact, I choose to be confrontational instead of just like someone who builds Legos, <laughs> but it's just like, Oh man, what is the, the thing on snap on TikTok where, uh, moms will be like kids, kids be like, mom, look, mom, look. And then they just like, doing the dumbest thing and you're just like what was that yeah this is my whole day dad look yeah watch i'm, I'm dad, looking watch watch have you anyway. have you heard i forget i think it's john lovett who who has this whole bit about like how like every time the one of the trump sons goes on fox news it's basically their way of saying dad yeah. watch me dive dad 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 <laughs> dad. dad watch me dive <laughs> I'm gonna do a cannonball, Dad. Dad, I'm gonna make a big Dad, splash. Are you watching? Dad. Are you watching? You're not watching. You're you're not watching. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
Um, so where are you on flagship? I feel like you started off negative and now you're like super positive. I I, I like it fine. It's uh, of the three. Like if if we're giving them all ratings, like um, if it takes a lifetime and twenty four frames, are both five star songs for me. And flagship, I think, is like a three and a half. So I'm I'm above average on it, but just barely. I think. I like I like it. I enjoy it. I'm not. I don't. I don't skip it when it comes on. But I don't. I don't like seek it out. Does that make sense? Yeah, but why wouldn't you seek out the poetry of a man who realizes his wife loves shiny boots? Well, I mean, and, and you know what? You're making a really good case for it. And I do like the hotel imagery. I, I, in fact, one of my favorite albums, I've, I've evangelized this album before on this podcast, but it's called The Ambassador by Gabriel Kahane. And the title track is about a uh, condemned hotel in Hollywood that was used to be like this famous place. You're the one who told me to listen to this. Yes. Thank you. Do you do you know <laughs> that album? He's got other records about like places and they're so good. Yeah, he has a whole concept album about like specific addresses in Los Angeles and it's it's one yeah, of my the favorite. Ambassador Hotel is yeah. like a very good song. I, it's it, the yeah, the Ambassador Hotel is is one of my favorite songs from that entire year. That's also a very quiet record. That's a lean in record. It is, and I love it. And the this song does remind me of that. So the more we talk about it, the, the stronger my affinity towards this song becomes. It's just, it's. Yeah. I think it's really because Twenty Four Frames is a top five Jason Isbell song to me. And well, dude, that yeah, and that riff, like the 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 slide steel guitar. guitar slide, yeah, yeah the it's so it is absolutely shredder. It destroys. Know? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then that big crunchy rhythm guitar. Yeah. It's also very spaced out. You know, like it's a wall of sound that has like just a lot of room in it to breathe. Yeah. Great job, Dave Cobb. Great great job, Dave Cobb. So yeah, fl- flagship is is good and I probably it probably deserves more attention from me. And it probably like even as we're talking, you're convincing me that I haven't given it its fair shake. So I think it's probably a five star song. Wow. I don't think it's like a top ten song. I just think it's a five star song. Yeah. And and the thing yeah. is it's it's tough. Like any any song that follows twenty four frames is going to get scrutinized by me just because I love 24 frames so much. Yeah. So How do you feel about uh, How to Forget? Track number four, How to Forget. Give her space, give her speed, give her anything she needs, get her out of here. Give her weed, give her wine, give her anything but time, get her out of here. She won't stop telling stories most of them are true She knew me back before I fell for you I, I like it. I, I like I like the th- this takes me back to track one, right? Like it's it's got that like da 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 like it's it's, yeah. it's a little bit more like move like riding in the back of a pickup truck like folksy, you know? Yeah and I'm here well, for it that. feels like so familiar like a kid's rhyme, you know like uh, uh, something that you would hear like a nursery rhyme about how to do something that you, you know yeah um bum 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 like I'm so sure it is but I can't think of what it would be <laughs> um but it's it's so good and the bass is so good and then there's this like Nancy Sinatra tremolo reverb in there you know uh I don't know it's, it, it's got some really nice sounds yeah well, and thematically, it fits into what we talked about a second ago, which is like trying, to, like learning how to do better, how to like how to grow. It's like the idea, teach me how to forget, replace the character set, teach me how to unlearn a lesson, uh, teach me how to forget because I ain't sorry yet. Teach me how to unlearn a lesson. So, um, so so it kind of revolves around this idea 
of yeah. I have these it's habits. A croony chorus too. Oh, it's 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 great. Yeah. It's Roy Orbison. Ooh, so good. <laughs> I hadn't made the Roy Orbison connection, but you're absolutely right. And yeah, and it does sort of it gives off this um, the the impression like I have these habits, I have this like these behaviors that are sort of like burned into me, and before I can become a better person, I have to unlearn all the things that come naturally to me. And that that's I didn't a, even think that, about that, but uh, I think maybe that's part of why I love it so much. I, I think about it as him like. Sort of thinking about the casualties. Mm, yeah. You know, like, all right, good on me. Um, but, like, like have a seat. Uh, tell the jury, was I good to you? Yeah. Have a seat. Have a drink. Uh, be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what it is. That's what it is. It, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Be fragged or something. <laughs> I, I'm just now realizing that this is kind of a, a folk version of Be Our Guest. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I and think the, verses, that's the thing is like, I think he's doing that on purpose because you he is trying to earn unlearn things he learned so young. Yeah. But I think he's also trying to forget the. I don't know. That's the thing that I don't think we figured out as a society right now, and we're trying to figure it out. I don't yeah. think we have. He's like, how do you, how do you not be shitty anymore? What's the path for that? Yeah, how do you grow? Um, how do, how, how do you can be, how one do you reckon, evolve? Yeah, how can one apologize, reckon, and move along? Uh, can can one? Um, is is there a path? Yeah, well, and, for this, and think about this, like, and again, like, move flagship to a different place on this album, and make this the song that comes after Twenty Four Frames. Twenty Four Frames is all about how every single second is loaded with the potential for destruction or creation. And this song is like, and here's what I mean by that. You know what I mean? Like the, this is, this is his way of saying like, I have these habits and every, and with every second that passes that I don't unlearn these, these habits, I do more damage. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if you, if you move flagship to a different place, these songs pair really like narratively speaking, like pretty well together. Um, so I was listening to the Birbiglia podcast, uh, working it out, uh-huh. and he had Roy Wood Jr. on. Love Roy uh, Wood Jr. This week. Yeah, so great. <laughs> he's just so funny. Uh, but he said something that I just have been thinking about all day. Uh, I don't know. Like, I've never thought about it. I don't know how I feel about it, but I've been thinking about it. And I think the song's about that a little bit. It's He said, the one thing you can't teach, pass along, prepare for, or train for is regret. Ooh, that's powerful. Like you can't ex- know how to experience it until you do, because it's specific. Yeah, yeah, man, and that's so true. And and it's a, it, it like was how- I hell? Was I fun? Mm, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's tough. So yeah, and with with any kind of growth there's going to be some regret like you like there's going to just very naturally come up all these memories of like the ways I didn't you know uh, like I, I wasn't the person that I want to be and that's yeah you know especially for someone who's in recovery who has to like make amends and right deal with all the fallout from previous choices yeah and I mean yeah yeah how, and how I mean you admit to a bad look and like reckon with it and try to make it right 
you know? Yeah. Without causing further damage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, like, yeah, what's the path? I'm asking. <laughs> I'm no, like, I don't know. It feels I don't like know. society's trying to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I guess, I guess that's, that's the work of being a human being, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Absolutely. The, well, so, well, do you have anything else to say about this one? No, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like the song is, I mean, even though it has a poignant thing to say, I feel like it's just like right there on the surface. There's not a whole lot of digging to be done here, but, um, but it, I do like it. Yeah. It's on like, it's on wheels too, man. Yeah, it is. And I like that. I like that about it too. I like that. it has. Well, yeah. A, without a, being like, it's, it's somber, you know, mm-hmm. but absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well then we move then, I guess, seamlessly into track five which is the our final track for this evening which is children of children pictures of the farm before us old men in a gospel chorus sepia and saddle horses easy on the rain Can I just say, I went back to my hometown uh, a few days ago for a funeral, and I ran into people that I grew up with and was in high school with and are the same exact age as me, and they have children who are going to college. And I am not okay with that. I don't have children going to college. I was considerate to the people my age, and I waited longer to have kids because I didn't want all all my peers to feel old before it was time for them to feel old. And uh, so speaking of children raising children or like children of children, it's, you know, when you get to be about the age that I am, people your age who you feel like are like they're still the same people that you went to high school with, like their their children are getting old and you're beginning to feel like, oh, these are just children of other other children. We're we're all children raising children. Yeah. So that's what I think of when I hear this song. Uh, I, I don't think of this song at all. Yeah, tell me about that. Like, what, what, how do you how do you feel about it? I just have to remind myself, like, there's some really good guitar work later. Yeah. If you're looking to stick around. It just feels, like I said, like there's filler on this record. This is filler. Yeah, I get that. And it doesn't, I, I don't know that this song really, I, I, I mean, I guess I could talk myself into it. But I was going to say, I don't know that this song really serves the theme of the album as much as the other songs do. But I guess you can make the argument that, like, it, it kind of does because it's it's reflecting on, like, aging and... Um, it's about generational cycles of behavior a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you... Which is, like, cycles of behavior. That's the theme. So, yeah, like I said, like, I, I, I could talk myself into it or out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, and like you said, I don't really think that hard about this song. And, and maybe that's kind of the impetus behind the, the negative review on Pitchfork, or at least the tepid review on Pitchfork, which is that it's not that the songs, like, the, there aren't any bad songs on this album. I would argue that every song on this album is good. But what every song on this album is not is memorable. And, um, and that, that is the difference between this album and Southeastern, is that every song on Southeastern is memorable. Every song on Southeastern leaves some kind of an impression. And yeah. this album does not 100% of the time do that. And I, I think you're right. I think Children of Children 
is like as I'm listening every time I listen to it I'm like this is a good song and then I don't really think that hard about it after that you know what I mean like I don't ever revisit it when I'm not listening to it just all the way through they could have cut out the song and just made it the jam you know Mm. but the jam's even a little bit drawn out it's just like tonally nice yeah yeah I feel like this is a this is a country band doing a metal ballad is what this is interesting (laughs) interesting can you talk about why just the way that the solo comes in, you know, with the strings. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, sorry, I, I just laughed into the microphone really close. So, so when, um, yeah, when like in a metal song, you know, like the strings come in, like in the ballad, you know, so it's, you know, it's nice. It's soft. There's the acoustic guitar. They call it the pretty part. You know, that's when we go to the pretty part. Yeah. Right before the breakdown. And then it comes in with the guitar, like with the whammy bar, like, wow, wow. And he does that with the slide, you know, and the strings. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just feels like a, you know, like a Led Zeppelin ballad, you know, or a Metallica ballad. Yeah. Or, you know, this, uh, there's this Christian, like, Southern metal band called The Showdown who have songs that sound <laughs> like this. And I love it. That's funny, man. Um, oh, yeah. So, so yeah, like, this is. I don't know. Like I said, like the, the song is is fine, but uh, I, I don't have yeah. a, I don't have a lot to say about it. Like I do like, like the part the... where it says "didn't mean to break the cycle." At seventeen, I went by Michael. <laughs> at seventeen, I went by Michael. Um, this family of Pete's. <laughs> yeah. Um, no one ever called me by my own name anyway. Half full generations living all these expectations, giving giving way to one late um, to to have. I'm sorry, to one late to have a baby on the way. So. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it does deal with generational cycles, which I think is sort of, is good. I, I think on an album that's about growth and, and personal, like now, now that we're talking about it, the, like on an album that, that is about personal growth and, and evolution of like human, evo- like interpersonal evolution. And, um, then, then yeah, you probably do need a song that at least explores the idea of generational cycles. It's just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't I don't think that hard about this song. Yeah, I think that Jason probably like was really infatuated with the in, just being in a band where there's a song that people aren't that pumped to play, and some people are, you know. Yeah, a song that sounds like this, <laughs> like uh, you know, like you know, maybe they're recording and you know Sadler and Jason and Amanda think it's so cool the way the guitar and the violin sound, and Jason loves the. You know, he's got this story that he thinks is, like, really good and important. And then, you know, probably in hindsight, after you listen to it, like, I probably, they don't probably play it live a whole bunch. It's probably like, you know, I got better stories and, you know, the we got better instrumental breaks in our songs with better stories. So You know, I'm going to I'm gonna look it up real quick and see when the last time they played this live. Well, he's played it more than I would have thought. The last time he played it was, oh, no, wait. The last time he played it was in Irving, Texas on <laughs> on June the 27th, 2019. Um, when he was there with Father John Misty, I missed that show. I missed huh. that that show. Um, it looks like that'd have been a great show. I, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to see Father John Misty or not. I don't care that all at all about Father John Misty. If you but, were like, he's gonna play "I Love You, Honey Bear" all the way through, and he's not gonna talk that much, I would be like, I'm there. <laughs> so, you know, I'd pay extra for that experience. Yeah. So okay, it looks like he played it four times in 2019. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, uh, uh, for for as much as he tours, it is not a lot at all. 
So it, it's not so it, it it's not like out of the rotation entirely, but you you certainly can't just count on seeing like if you go to a Jason Isbell show, you're gonna hear 24 frames. Oh yeah, you're probably not gonna hear Children of Children. You're you're definitely gonna hear if it takes a lifetime. They might start with that. I I've seen him uh, twice, I think, and and definitely heard 24 frames both times. I think I've heard if it takes a lifetime once. Um, but definitely never children and children. Of course, I mean, in fairness, I could have gone to that show in Irving and didn't. So, you know, that's on me. Yeah, that is on you. It is. And I wish I had now, now, now in a 2021 universe where I can't remember the last, actually Jason Isbell was the last show I went to, but, um, I, I, just, I longingly miss the time where, where I could just go to live shows. Uh, I really do wish I'd gone to that show at Irving. Have we talked about this? I think Isbel was my last show too. Yeah, we have talked about it. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure about that, but it feels right. I'm, I am 100 percent sure Jason Isbel was my last show. Yeah, who was he? Who was he going to play with? Did you? Who did he play with? You saw him? Nobody. There was no opening. It was. I, I saw him at a casino. There was no opening act. Oh. <laughs> casino shows. I, yeah, my friend Nate and I we drove up to Oklahoma and I saw him at a casino. Nice. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, always. Yeah. It wasn't much of a gamble to go see the Jason Isbell show. We knew it was going to be good. How do you think Chad feels about playing at casinos? I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. It's a good gamble. Good question. gamble question. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say he probably thinks it's a gamble. <laughs> anyway, oh, man, um, I wish I hadn't laughed at that. No, I'm glad you did. Now you can't take it back. It's recorded. I can't. It's been done. That's right. Um, all right. Well, speaking of it's been done, I, I've i got nothing else on this song. How about you? Nope. All right. Well, nothing else. <laughs> that weirdly concludes our discussion of the first half of this album. I thought it would take us longer to get through these songs, but uh, it did not. I think we get excited and talk fast whenever we like a song. Yeah, I think that's And we right. belabor the point. Because we feel bad about it when we don't like a song. Well, and the thing about this al- this album is a little bit more sparse than Southeastern or the Nashville sound, and so it, it makes sense that this that our discussion on this uh, would be a little more sparse as well. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, any, any any final thoughts about the first half of this record before we sign off? It's it's a strong start. I think so too. Even Children yeah. of Children, which is. Not, which I think is the least memorable is is still it's still a better song than most songwriters will ever write. So yeah, fits the theme. Yeah, it does fit the theme. It's even though I thought maybe it didn't, but it totally does. Yeah. Um. So uh, all right, well that's it for us this week, and we'll be back soon to talk about the second half of something more than free. And until then, you can follow JB at Letters Clark. You can follow me at Rob Carmack on the socials, and um. And then no no bonus episode this week again, patrons. Sorry about that. We just it, it's a time issue. It's just it yeah, is all it the is. The world's different than it was for us. It really is. And so yeah. um, anyway, we appreciate everybody's patience. For our patrons, we appreciate your kindness and your generosity. And uh, hopefully, we'll continue to try and think of ways to you know repay you for your kindness as, as we go. So um, all right. So and until next time, I'm Rob. That over there, that's JB in Tupelo, which we'll get to soon. Right? Yeah. Right? It's great. Right? It's a great song. It is a great song. Can't wait to talk about that. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to everybody soon and, uh, you know, catch you later.